This is Hope FM. Uh, well, the time is 16 minutes after 8 o'clock. Now, Chantal uh, Sherlock uh, is my special guest uh, today, and she's known very many challenges uh, in her life and even contemplated at one point taking her own life. That was, of course, until a divine intervention stood, stepped in, as it were. But, of course, that wasn't the only intervention that you had, Chantal, because when you were very young, you, you got a marble stuck in your throat, didn't you? I was three years old, my oldest brother was playing with his, I'm glad it was a large marble, what did they call them for us in those days? I can't yes. remember. Yeah. Uh, and um, he wouldn't give me my sweeper back <laughs> so I thought <laughs> I put his marble in my mouth and I swallowed it. Oh no! And uh, it's me choking away and my father picked me up turned me upside down <laughs> stuck his finger <laughs> down my throat and what? Oh my goodness! Pulled it out. Of course, I've got that thing where they put the thing under your ribs, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you know? that's it. He, oh, he was yeah. in. Well, he was shaking up, but he never spoke of that incident. It, it terrified him so much, <laughs> but he was so pleased that I was around. You know. <laughs> <laughs> now, when did the whole faith thing start for you? Oh, then was that as well, a child? Or? Um. Well, my nan prayed for three hours every night for her family, and we went to Sunday school and as children. Um, but um, after my, you know, thoughts of suicide and my divine intervention was brought to me, I uh, became a Christian after that. Mm. I mean, obviously, life w- wasn't very kind no. to you because, I mean, uh, both you and your daughter yeah. Nat- Natalie's here in the street. Yeah. No doubt she'll have something to say <laughs> in a moment or two. So, uh, not yet, Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> no, being bullied right through school. Yeah. Um, horrible, horrible was, experience. That. Yeah, yeah. And why, why was that? Because my parents brought me up to respect my elders, get on with my work, and there were a lot of children that weren't sort of yes. know, blessed with that upbringing. My mum and dad were incredible. So because you were a good girl... yeah. You yeah. got walloped. They hate. They hated me. <laughs> hated me. Yeah. So unlike Natalie, um, because I was bullied right through school, I didn't care about education. You know, it was the worst. People say it's the best time of your life. They're lying. <laughs> You know, no, I'm sorry. I know. Well, that, there's that little phrase, isn't there? Sticks and stones may oh, break oh, your bones, yeah, but exactly. names will never hurt. Well, that's a lot of rubbish, it isn't is, it? For, it is. I'm for, glad you uh, agree. Oh, I, totally, I totally agree. And of course, it's it, it's really bad, isn't it? Because yeah. there's nothing worse than being bullied. Were, were you able to talk to anybody about no, it? No, I was a very shy girl. Uh, not like Natalie. <laughs> I didn't speak that much, you know. I used to. Uh, Do you internalise it all? Internalise it all, yeah. And mm. used to have my own imaginary friends, you know, people that, you know, were kind, whatever. <laughs> my dolls, I was quite happy with them, my dolls. Well, thank the Lord for imagination. Exactly. And also, of course, you can. I mean, people often are, can be really good at things, you know. Exactly. And, and uh, was there anything that you really enjoyed doing um, beyond playing with your dolls? No, I enjoyed cooking. Um, uh, I was very good at pastry. <laughs> I used to play with it for hours and then bring it home to Dad. And he yeah. always used to eat my uh, jam tarts and things, but yeah. so, you know, I, I loved it. Oh, and, uh, I, I, and I always had respect for elder people, so I've always sort of spoken to the elder community um, where I lived in Ryslip. So I had great joy in speaking to them, and they listened to me. You know, they were lovely. <laughs> now, of course, it all got a bit too much for you, it didn't did. it? Then, when and tell I, us about... Well, after... Uh, 
when I left school, I thought it's going to be amazing. You know, life's going to be incredible. And then I uh, went to a, a pharmaceutical company, and the bullying started there. And I thought, well, they're adults. So yeah, we're being bullied at work as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So I thought one day I come back from Greenford, so I stood on the station. I thought, this is it. <laughs> I can't. So you're going to step out and yeah, quick end. And thank God, <laughs> the train was about five minutes late anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and this man. Thank you, British and, Rail. Yeah, thank you, British Rail. <laughs> and um, there was this man uh, who came and tapped me on the shoulder as I was thinking uh, about ending it all. And uh, I think the, the last people I thought about was um, my parents. Yes, how, then, how, how they might react. Exactly. Now, this, <laughs> and this ma- man, he just sort of said, What's time, love? Uh, and I sort of came round, you know, and said, All right, it's a uh, quarter to five. And. Um, as I looked up, I thought, where's he gone? You know, there was... And I followed as she went up and down the platform because I thought, well, this man just asked me the time and when I looked up, he wasn't there. So I, I went home and when the train did come, I opened the door and my dad looked straight in my eyes and he said, what's the matter? And I said, I'm fine. Mm. And it was almost like... Yeah. He had a sense... Well, of course, you now firmly believe that that was an angelic (laughs) invitation. And, of course, you're not alone in that because there's there's so many people. I've interviewed quite a few people, actually, that that have... Well, the Bible talks about entertaining angels unaware, doesn't it? Amazing. So so God obviously had a different plan for you. Yeah, he was like um, just an ordinary gentleman. Um, when I told this story, uh, I, I had a white hair and a beard, and somebody joked and said, well, it wasn't Father Christmas, was he? And I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> Father Christmas? <laughs> what time of the year was that? Yeah, exactly. It was, uh, no, it was uh, summertime. Uh, <laughs> it was a beautiful, hot day, I remember. And I thought, oh, you know, I just, just blanked out. And I thought, oh, this is going to be quick. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you, you were to meet Anthony. Yes, my uh, husband's uh, incredible so, man. So tell us, some, tell us something oh, about how, how you met. He was hilarious. <laughs> well, it was by accident. My friend Anne introduced me to him at a singles club, and I sat on his jacket. <laughs> oh, <don't. laughs> I hope he couldn't had, move. I hope he didn't have any <laughs> eggs in the pocket. No. <laughs> uh, and then uh, he, he plucked up the courage to ask me to uh, marry him. Um, but before that, he said, do you want to dance? And it was uh, Lady in Red. And I thought, I'll go for oh, it. How romantic. Go for it. Yeah. it was wonderful. Was it Christopher? Yes, and that's, yeah. our st- that's our song forever. And I thought, if I ever get married again, I'll wear a red dress. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's watching me, and I'm sure he, he wouldn't mind if yeah. I found another man. <laughs> no, you had you had six love. Was it six years you had? Uh, five. Five yeah, years. Five years. But then sad, sadness was to come along again. Yes, yes. Uh, I just uh, couldn't quite believe our luck, really. Did you ever, ever think that somebody's got it in for yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> I did actually. I, I just had Natalie, uh, Nat- and Anthony wasn't feeling that well. And the the midwife came. This is oh, it's new father syndrome. And we just thought he was just sure. tired, of course. Yeah. Uh, but he had this awful thing called non-Hodgkin lymphoma, uh, and he it was a, a terrible ending. But um, thank God, it, uh, you know, God took his pain away. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> and gave me, well, you know, thank God he gave me Natalie to, to keep me going because she's. <laughs> yeah. So, so Natalie, do, do you have any recollection of your dad? I mean, you were only three, weren't you, when he passed away? Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> I mean, don't really remember a lot about him. I've got very vague memories. Uh, I remember one time we were in uh, in the shopping mall and he had me in his arms and he was wearing a white and red check shirt and I think there was a bit of blue in it. And uh, and then I, and I remember we went into the butchers um, and, uh, yeah, and I remember as well... <clears throat> Um, Mum, uh, we went to the fish and chip shop. We got fish and chips, and um, uh, and he got in the car with the fish and chips. You know, I remember that. Um, and I remember him uh, presenting me with uh, this uh, toy uh, dog, uh, Dadog. I, I called him Dadog because <laughs> uh, Daddy had given da- him to me. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, I've still got him. Yes, um, yes. Yeah. How old is he now? He's 23 now, yes, 24. Yes. So Dad all has survived. He has, yeah. Yeah, uh, um, um, yeah so he'll be 24 this year, Dad all. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Anthony went 99. It was funny, all the family members that came to the wedding, they was like there at the funeral five years later saying, why are we here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they just couldn't believe Well, I couldn't believe it really. <coughs> but, uh, how, uh, how did you cope with it, Chantal? Because obviously well, it- Mum and Dad. Uh, they were incredible. Uh, I was living in a, a, a house just down the road, and Mum and Dad said, "Look, come with Shan, come back." And, uh, yes, and, and of course you had the, you had a babe and I'm. I know. Na- gave gave uh, Natalie an amazing life. Mm-hmm. My my dad, you know, <laughs> and Mum. <laughs> yeah, well, it was a struggle. Yeah, uh, because. Um, Obviously, <clears throat> what with me being autistic and not knowing about it, yeah. um, uh, I found it very difficult, <clears throat> um, especially with Grandma, because she didn't understand no. my... Um, she didn't understand my brain and I didn't understand her brain. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they, they, every year we came on holiday, didn't we, to Swanage. Oh, yes, yeah. uh, they, um, they didn't have to do it and I thought I, I'll always... Um, be grateful for them. Incredible. So praise the Lord for for. Did you call them uh, Granny and Granddad or uh, Grandma and Granddad? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Jerry and Celia. Amazing. Fan- fantastic. <laughs> and and when did they become apparent? You know that the autism that Natalie had because that, that that diagnosis didn't come quick, did no. it? No, no, it didn't. I was eighteen at the time, so when I was diagnosed, so yeah, yeah, we so. was. Um, we, my mum had just passed, and I thought. I'm not going to live in my suit anymore. I'm going to come to Swanage because that's where Mum and Dad bought us sure. all those years ago. And my friend um, Terry uh, said to ask Natalie to get something in the shop, and she'd only met Natalie a few minutes in the car, and she said, "Do you think your daughter's autistic?" And I thought, I. Never even thought about it. <laughs> and then I spoke to you about it, didn't I? And uh, you said, well, shall I go and get some... Or you said, shall yeah. I go and get some <clears throat> Well, I'd been help. thinking about it for a while before that. Uh, the turning point for me came just before we moved house, moved to Swanage, because we had... Um, uh, in our old house, Grandad had put a door... Uh, 
like separating the side, like the garden from the outside world. Mm. Uh, so I couldn't escape or no-one could get in. Um, and uh, so this door was a very dilapidated and warped and, like, you had to kick it really hard <laughs> to close it. <laughs> so I said, right, well, I wanted to add value to the house by getting a new door, um, new side door. So I bought one and I... I Destroyed the old one, okay. um, but yeah, something sort of went awry in the middle of or trying to me put the new one on or something happened, and I was in pieces. I I was ugly crying in the corner of the kitchen at 18 years old, and I thought this uh, there's not something not quite right with me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, I shouldn't be having a meltdown over a door, but I did. So, but going back to to Anthony's death, I mean, mm. obviously it was difficult to lose your dad. Yeah. But even then, you said some very comforting oh, words yeah. to mom, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, apparently, um, I think just either just before or just after, we were in the park, and I don't recollect this personally, but. Apparently, I said, uh, "Don't worry, Mummy. I'll look after you." <laughs> Two days before he died, that was. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but the kids say the darndest things. I mean, uh, just like I think a day before or a week before he died, uh, Mum came home and uh, she was a bit like you know upset or whatever. And uh, and I said, how's Daddy? And Mum said, oh, well, let's have a hug. <laughs> and I said, I didn't ask for a hug. I asked how Daddy was. <laughs> I, just, I just couldn't speak, you know, because it was a bad day that day. <laughs> uh, and the, the week before, we lost the dog, didn't we? And then when her father died, I thought... Oh, Gonna what am I going to say now? You yeah, know, you can't sell. But naturally, Daddy's gone on a long holiday. Yeah, but <laughs> funny enough, she my talk about imagination. Um, my <laughs> three-year-old brain when Mum told me the dog had gone on a long holiday. <laughs> My three-year-old brain pictured him uh, with a buggy, a pink buggy, pushing his suitcase in the buggy. The suitcase was in the buggy and he was pushing <laughs> this buggy. And I I was, you know, that um, was what my three-year-old brain conjured up. Yeah. And then we had to tell her the truth, that, you know, uh, when yeah. her father died. And then, yeah. of course, you also said about your, your dad having dinner with Jesus. Oh, that was yeah. in the bath. Yeah, you're in the bath. It's uh, old daddy's having dinner with uh, in heaven with Jesus, he said. And I thought, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and that was all got me. Yeah. Well, let's have, let's have your first piece yes, of music, please. Chantel. Yeah. And uh, now, Elvis? Elvis Presley, Tell yes. Tell us a wee bit about And his this. wonderful daughter um, singing um, No One Stands Alone because after my experience, <laughs> no one stands alone <laughs> in my eyes. <laughs> I became a Christian and uh, became baptised after that. This is Hope FM. Well, that, of course, is the wonderful Elvis there, where no one stands alone. We're telling the story of, uh, of Chantelle, and Natalie, of course, has been chipping in, you know, because, uh, well, uh, you're a pair. You're joined at the hip, you two, aren't you? We are. We are. Siamese. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, 
obviously very, very difficult time, yeah. you know, in your life. And I know that, that Natalie was one of the blessings that Definitely. carried you through. Yeah, and, and, a, and, and as mother and daughter, you know, you've been joined at the hip ever, yeah. ever, ever since. Definitely. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about your new business enterprise yeah. uh, 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 in Can't a moment. But going back to you, Chantelle, I mean, I mean, it, it must have been so hard. It was. Did, did faith begin to sustain you? I mean, obviously you're a praying grandmother, you said. Yes, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, looking at, you know, Natalie growing up and being amazing as she is, um, it did upset me the fact that she was bullied also by a teacher. I mean, to be a teacher, you know, and bully a child for a whole year. And, and so unfortunately, I didn't know about it until the... So she, Natalie, didn't tell you she just like just, oh, like, just you like me. Did. Yeah, yeah, it's like you're yeah, a parent, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, we just didn't want to hurt. You know, yes, I didn't want to hurt my parents, or you know, I thought they'd be upset, and I'm sure Natalie would be the same. But then she started having seizures at night. That's how her brain coped with um, the trauma of this teacher. Uh, I'm sure um, God will show her the ways. <laughs> In the end, I do believe in karma. Yeah. Um, Well, the golden rule. The golden rule. Yeah. 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 Uh, So my my father, he passed when twenty eleven. Yeah. He had a massive stroke in front of me, and uh, that was sort of. But he didn't uh, go until four days later. But he was so calm about it. It was like. What? He looked at me, uh, he was in the ambulance, he said, oh, go, go and have a sit down. <laughs> and that was the last thing I, I really remember him saying, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I remember last, because um, uh, obviously the stroke affected his speech. Yeah. So mm. the, first, the last coherent <laughs> word he said to me was sorry. And the uh, the last incoherent word I heard him say was, "I want to hold the reception." Yeah, because he was um, a security officer at the end at uh, Glaxo's. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> well, he Bless retired him. before yeah, he yeah. died. And then he went. And then Mum had um, motor neuron disease. So well, she did. Uh, well, they they said uh, they, she did. They said she did because she had like um, what tablets were they called? They gave her first of all, they gave her statins, statins and things, uh, and that gave her diabetes. Diabetes, mm. and to combat the diabetes, they gave her metformin. <laughs> so the combination of destroyed the muscles in her throat. So um, she, for she the couldn't last, swallow. Yeah, she couldn't swallow or speak at the end. So we, we had a home, and it was the most peaceful um, ending. She was just sort of <laughs> went, you know, <laughs> wow. You know, I've never seen anyone sort of... No. Um, with both of you, I mean, you've gone through a considerable yeah. amount of pain in your lives, and every time I meet you both, you're both smiling, <laughs> and, and it's quite infectious when you get you together. You can't get a word in edgeways, you know. Uh, you, you could consider doing a radio program, can you? Oh, that'd you, be you, wonderful. You, 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 yeah. be, you, you, you both be really good, you know, on the radio. Um, but I mean, no doubt you will have met over the years lots of people who have gone through real sadness and trauma yeah, and exactly. so on. Ha, yeah. ha, have you? felt used by the Lord and yes, in bringing uh, comfort to others. Definitely. I listen to them first and then I sort of expect, I think when you've been through so many different traumas then you've got that um, gift of helping others and listening to their pain 
and then uh, they become friends, you know, and uh, mm. which is, is is incredible. The God, you know, God's yeah. incredible. He's my creator. <laughs> now you you're both, of course, you know, um, very entrepreneurish. Yes. yes so yes. you've got Natalie there writing her book. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Amazing Marshall. Yep. Uh, and I believe you've been doing something to help the folk in Ukraine as well. Now, yes. Right? yes, that's right. So a couple of weeks, well, about a month ago now, I recorded a song in a recording studio. Um, and uh, it was Donna Nobis Partem, the um, uh, Latin grant us peace. And I used to sing it uh, as a girl because um, I had an amazing uh, music teacher who was actually blind um, and uh, he played the piano beautifully uh, but also very good at singing, uh, you know, excellent singing teacher and uh, I was in his choir and um, we used to go around the country well, well, we never went that far but, you know, we, we used to enter competitions and that with other schools and, um, and most of them we won uh, we only came second once, I think um, but, uh, yeah, I remember we went up to Haberdasher's school, the Jewish school, and sang there uh, for a competition once. So you've recorded this to raise funds for Ukraine. Yeah. That's yeah. right, yes. So where's my copy of the song? Then? Well, it's on YouTube. Yeah, Well, I'm sure Blair's very clever and he'll be able to <laughs> find yeah, it. Yes, yeah. I shall have a look. I know I'm going to embarrass her. But when her father died, a few years later, she wrote a song for her dad. But it's... Um, well, you have, to get in, you have to get in... Um, <laughs> it's quite a lot of years. ...for a password now to actually listen to it, don't you? Oh, yeah. No, but I, d- I don't know what happened there, but it was so... Um, she says cringeworthy, but yeah. <laughs> I've never heard anything so beautiful within five minutes. Well, we're just going to have to get you get it back again. You know, never <laughs> enough time with you two I, on there. I never yeah, anyway. enough time, <laughs> yeah. no. Now, before we conclude today, mm. tell us something about... Now, you, you had a farm for a while. Oh, we did. And, oh. Uh, and I, I, had oh, a, a, I had the mistake of uh, introducing our sheep <laughs> to the, our dog, Bella, because Bella always <laughs> loved running in the field before we got the animals. And we had two Welsh rams. Well, they didn't quite like Bella, did they? <laughs> Oh dear. And they ran from one end of the field to the other over the barbed wire fence. So instead of the dog chasing the sheep, <laughs> it was the other way round. <laughs> Onto an oncoming police car. And so the policemen were really good. Uh, they ushered them into another farm. A neighbouring <laughs> farm. neighbouring farm. It took us two and a half hours to get them back. But though. you know, you've seen sheep and yeah. Welsh rams and the size of their, uh, you know, how they got over that. They're very well endowed, is what she's saying. (laughs) Yes. The good Lord has blessed them. We're going to write the book about our farm. We're going to write the book about our farm. (laughs) But now you're on the verge of another exciting new venture. We are? Oh, yes. So what's this? Uh, So we decided uh, to buy a shop. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, So we're buying a shop, uh, and it's a beachwear shop uh, in Swanage called Forever Summer. And we, we used to go in there. I used to go in there with my cousin Dan to get uh, us uh, fitted up with our new wetsuits and um, and you know I always remember the shopkeeper um, 
being really lovely and um, you know making sure that everything was uh, a good fit. Hunky dory, and, yeah. Yeah. Hunky-dory. So this is an existing business that yes, you're taking yes, over? Yes, yes, That's uh, correct. 1999, yes. was it? Yeah, yeah I know. Year Anthony died. Yeah. Think. And I thought, what can we do now? Now we're in Swanage and there's not many, you know, fields around that we could uh, buy another bit not of Not many land. sheep. <laughs> oh, there's loads of sheep in yeah, Swanage. Loads of sheep and uh, cows. Yeah. Um, but um, but no, we are we are planning on having our animals. Well, not uh, not all of them, uh, the donkeys and the chickens, because I I am besotted still with my cockerel, uh, and uh, he's in Wales at the moment, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's very hard for me to not be with him. Um, but so we're uh, hoping I to make it, enough so money to get a bit of land to have our donkeys and our and, chickens, and chickens back. back yeah. So, <laughs> folk, if you're in Swanage, then you have to look out for this shop and introduce yourself to uh, Chantal, yeah. Aunt, and Natalie. Yes. You know, you'll never get out of the shop. You know, no. before you. <laughs> Before That's you true. before you hear the life story and before you buy something, of, of course. Yeah, of course, yeah. So, so where is the shop? Is it on the seafront? So it, uh, it's it's a little bit. It's uh, opposite the library in Swanage. Uh, in Swanage. It's bright yellow. You can't miss it. No, it's called Forever Summer, and we've, we've got we've uh, take. There's actually a shark, isn't there? Yes. They dress up in yeah. different costumes. Yeah. Well, look. Thank you both. You're gonna, I'm going to have to get get you back again, and uh, we'll, we'll have the comedy hour. <laughs> Yes. With Blair, Chantel, and Natalie. Uh, no, but seriously though, thank you That's for sharing idea. something Amazing. of your of your story, and obviously every success with the business. But you have one more piece of music. Yes. Now this one I chose was John Denver, and the words mean so much because the world's gone crazy. The only thing men can do seems to be you know hurt each other now but we just need to step back remember that god made us our beautiful world just look around and wake up smell the coffee and here's john denver with what are we making weapons for <laughs> this is hope fm